kicking it in the ESPN 105.1 studio. Wooly and Farns are in the zone, bringing you the beautiful game and broadcast HD. When people get dragged to a CFC game, they get hooked. I have not spoken to one person that's been to a Chattanooga football match that thought, I, I didn't really like that very much. Every person thinks, I'm going to come back. And the Chattahooligans just add such a unique atmosphere. They just encourage more people to be involved. And the players are doing really well on the pitch. Soccer in general across the U.S. is, is just exploding. It's the sport that is on the on the up and up. It's finally arrived in the U.S. They've just taken this recipe, plugged it in here into a, a ripe city, and that's why CFC has grown the way it has. From the heart of America's scenic soccer city, this is Chattanooga Football Club Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Soccer salutations from America's scenic soccer city. We are broadcasting from the ESPN 105.1 The Zone studio. I'm Farns. Good day to you. I'm Willie. And you're listening to CFC Radio. Welcome to this, our 14th episode of CFC Radio. This is the show where soccer, soliloquies, and football fustions abound. And Wooly and I bluster about the beautiful game. Listeners, this is a revolution in radio. Yesterday is gone. We're about to twist and shout into the football future. With you, our loyal listeners, we can work it out as we navigate the long and winding road of audio adventure. Here it is. It's CFC Radio. It's me, Farns. And he is the Wooly Man. Good. Goo goo ka choo, goo goo ka choo. Goo goo ka goo, goo goo ka choo. <laughs> hey, Farns, before we get started, could you please pronounce that word in the beginning there one more time? S- soliloquies. Soccer soliloquies. That was absolutely beautiful. Welcome, listeners, to CFC Radio. This week we have a final match report from the Blue Ridge Derby. Derby, but it's over now, so now you can call it whatever you want. <laughs> CSC came away with a 9 0 win. We've got more coming up on that. And this week's show is a foundation special. So we have representatives from all of the Chattanooga Football Club Foundation entities. So that is Chattanooga Sports Ministries, Highland Park Commons, and Operation Get Active. And in the final segment of the show, we will have our very, and sadly our last, El Conductor count of the season. We've got a quiz winner from last week, and we've also got information coming up on William Farns' last couple of shows. And there's ways that you can be a part of those. So stay tuned for that. First up, Blue Ridge Derby. Derby! So, CFC, we ended the season on a high note. We beat Asheville 9-0. Did you just say 9-0? to zero? It sounded like you said 9. It was, oh, here we go. You're going to pull me up on every word now. 9-0. to zero. Incredible. <laughs> we almost got double digits on them. <laughs> so, starting off in the 17th minute, John Kazakarrier kicked us off with the first goal of the night. And then in the 24th minute, and this is another contender for goal of the season we've had a few stunners this year it was leo de smith with an awesome awesome chip from just inside the Asheville half looped it over the keeper he had no chance i'm shaking my head over here Willie, because that was a blast from lefty leo de smith he has some serious power so last year when greg hartley was our keeper greg probably had the most powerful strike this year i think it's got to be leo de smith and we saw it in its leo-ness of all forms man he blasted that thing from five yards into the 
opponents have. Top Ben, wow, incredible. Yeah, I mean, I'd just like to know what was going through his head. Did he see the keeper off his line? You know, did he know that shot was on? I mean, sometimes that's what makes this game so beautiful, hey? Then, in the space of 11 minutes, and all before halftime, Samuel Gunny got a hat-trick, and each were fantastic goals. In 11 minutes, Sam puts three in the back of the net, and I think at that point, that's probably when the dam broke, right? It was right before halftime. Then Asheville must have gone into the locker room thinking, we're already down 5-0. This can't get any worse. And then <laughs> it got better for us. How about that? Right. But good to see uh, Samuel Gurney out there in the goals as well. You know, he's been coming back from a pretty serious injury, and that's why he, you know, wasn't a part of the stuff earlier on in the season. But great to see him in the goals, and let's hope he comes back next season for CFC. Then, after halftime, John Kazakaria does it again. He gets his second of the night, and then on the 64th minute, Dino Jones gets his first ever goal for CFC. I think those were his first minutes for CFC. I think he had been in the match for about two minutes. That probably was like his second touch of the night, and he's a defender. He came on for Soren Juhaszczyk, who just killed it all year long. The whole back line was really solid, especially Soren. Dino comes on for Soren, and as a center back, in about two minutes, gets a goal. Yeah, and that's interesting you mentioned Soren there as well. I mean, contender, right, for a defender of the season for CFC. More on that to come later in the show. Darwin Lantz in the 76th minute gets a goal inside the box. Darwin, also new player for CFC, and he's scored a couple of goals this season as well. Every time he's come on, he's looked really dangerous. So again, let's hope we see him back next year. And then finally, hey, hey, you're, you're so, so fine. fine. You have really blown our minds this season. It's Zeka Faraz gets his goal, tops it off 9-0. What do you think, Fans? Zeka! Zeka! Now, unbelievable. Zeka's had a brilliant season. You know, we mentioned it last week on the show that he's played with such heart and passion for the team. It's been a joy to watch him this season and he's here in Chattanooga which is awesome so he's working for a local company so we hope that he'll also be around maybe next season. Zeka's story is such a special one isn't it Willie because he came here to Chattanooga as he told us when we interviewed him a couple weeks ago that he came for soccer but we want to stay after the summer he loved Chattanooga he loved the people here kind of has had this Roger Federer sort of resurgence I think and just had a great year I mean when a lot of players I think start to slow down and maybe lose focus Zeka was more focused and was having more fun and playing the best football he has ever played in a CFC uniform. Definitely. Everyone would agree with that, Fans, Really, really great season from Zeka. So that was a great end to the season for CFC. Nice to uh, finish off with a win. And awesome to have those new boys of Asheville City Soccer Club who are in their inaugural season, remember? This is their first time in the MPSL. And they've just done really, really well there in Asheville. They've had awesome support at home. They also had some fans out there last night, which was really great to see. It's a good reminder that, you know, even our very own Chatterhooligans started off with a small group of key members and it grew. So, you know, same for Asheville. They have a a small team there of supporters, and we're definitely going to see that grow as the seasons go on. It's going to be really easy to make Asheville City the butt of 9-0 jokes for the next year until the next Blue Ridge Derby. But but the takeaway really shouldn't be the score. Like you said, how many fans they brought all the way from Asheville, what their regular season attendance numbers were like, their branding and professionalism were top-notch. We were talking with one of their admin guys after the game. Actually, it was during the match. It was just goal after goal after goal. He was a great sport about it, so that's great to see and it's hard to lose with such class like they did so props to them I don't think it's gonna be nine nil next time will it talking about the owners we were chatting with them after the game and they're also now looking to start their own foundation as well so it's awesome to see other clubs sort of replicating the kind of work that Chattanooga Football Club's doing so look forward to helping them set that up in the near future as well so quick MPSL update obviously our MPSL season is over but Inter Nashville who beat us just last week they went on on Friday of last week to play against the Knoxville Force and they beat them two to one and 
And then they played again on the Saturday and they beat the New Orleans Jesters who were flying in the MPSL Southeast Conference. They beat them 3-0. to zero. So fantastic results there for International FC. They are the 2017 MPSL Southeast Conference champions. Congratulations to them. And they now take on tonight the Miami Fusion FC down in Florida at the Flamingo Park. That is going to be a big challenge, man. Don't forget how long of a drive it is all the way down from Nashville to Miami. That's got to take a toll on them and to stay focused. They've already went down to New Orleans and took care of business there. Maybe they can do it again in Miami. So as Willie said, congratulations, Nashville. You definitely earned it. You deserve it. Best of luck with the rest of the postseason. Brand new team, remember, as well, into Nashville. And we've been talking about it all season long, about how the quality in the MPSL, especially within our own Southeast Conference, is just getting better and better each year. So congrats to Nashville. They were were a really class team and uh, outplayed us in some aspects, you know, so congrats to them. Let's cheer them on and see if they can go all the way in the MPSL this year. That would be quite a story if they went on and, and won the whole thing. Just a quick note for that game against Miami, though. Miami have uh, one of their players, Victor Cardosa, who scored 11 goals this season. So Miami Fusion FC are going to be a really tough opponent. And so that's going to be a really interesting game. And hopefully that might be live streamed and we can keep following on with International's progress. Remember, you can tweet us using hashtag CFC Radio with any questions you want answered on the show. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Hannah Griggs, and we're going to be talking all things Chattanooga Sports Ministries. You're listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide Gonna find you Welcome back to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Be a part of the conversation. Tweet us using hashtag CFC Radio. And if you miss a show live or if you are telling a friend about it, then you can listen to the show as a podcast at ESPNChattanooga.com. And you can also download it from iTunes. Then you can listen to it at work, at home, or even whilst you're getting your post-season blues cured at CHI Memorial. Now we're back in the studio with Hannah Griggs. She is with Chattanooga Sports Ministries. Hannah is a graduate of Bryan College, where she was a member of the Bryan College Lions women's soccer team. She now serves an important role within the CFC Foundation, and this episode is all about the CFC Foundation. She's especially involved with Chattanooga Sports Ministries, which is a part of the CFC Foundation. It's dedicated to serving youth ages 8 through 14 in Chattanooga's most economically challenged neighborhoods. There's a whole lot more to CSM and a whole lot more to Hannah. We're looking forward to talking with her. Hannah, thank you for being in the studio with Wooly and myself. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, tell us, first of all, how CSM came about and how you became involved with Chattanooga Sports Ministries. Yeah, it's really fun to talk about and to think back over the last several years. I've been involved with CSM since 2010, but it started in 2005 as a small ministry that worked with girls that was really to prevent teen pregnancy. And so they worked with girls in different neighborhoods. It started at New City Fellowship Church, and from there has just grown and expounded. It's been really fun to watch. So in 2010, I was a senior in high school, um, was serving community development kind of class at Chattanooga 
Christian school. And it was my first time really serving in the Chattanooga area and fell in love with it and was able to pair something I'm very passionate about, which is soccer and loving on kids. And it's been the best of both worlds to be able to work and be a part of. And so it started off as helping young girls understand pregnancy. And how did you use soccer to do that? Good question. So we saw that there are a lot of girls that didn't have very much to do when school was out. We work in four main neighborhoods, Highland Park, East Chattanooga, East Lake, and Emma Wheeler Homes. And we were trying to find a way and a platform to give girls something to do over the summer. One of the pastors at New City Fellowship read an article <laughs> and started doing some research that when girls are involved in sports, they're less likely to have pregnancy or uh, get involved in other things. And so it was really a platform to have, a, to have something to do. And to see it grow, now we have boys and about 250 kids in our program. It's just been incredible. And the game of soccer at the time was not big in the neighborhoods. Um, a lot of the kids had never played, but it was really cool to use soccer. I think growing up here, it's been neat to see soccer itself grow. And we all know that seeing CFC grow. But to see that in these neighborhoods, which have you know, never touched a soccer ball, don't know the rules of soccer, uh, to see them now playing that has been so fun. And to, they're actually getting really good really grateful to, to be a part of that and watching their growth, not only as soccer players, but as people as well. You were touching upon uh, some of the neighborhoods that you work in. Can you tell us maybe a little bit more about some of those neighborhoods? What are some of the challenges that, you know, those kids face in those neighborhoods? And also what are some of the changes that you've seen, you know, through these kids being involved in CSM? Probably a, a couple of situations that happen in the kids' lives that we work in. A lot of them probably come from single parent backgrounds. You know, parents are, they want to be involved, but don't always have the means to. We have kids that are involved in, in gangs, a lot of fatherlessness, which is a big problem in the kids' lives that we work with. And, you know, our goal is to, one, share the gospel with them, but also connect them to other resources in the community churches, nonprofits, other places that they can then grow as people as well. But in their background, I would say probably one of the biggest things is just trying to find a community. And so I think they look for that in gangs. And when you talk to the kids and realize really what's at the core of that is wanting a community, someone to love them, someone to care for them, someone to have their back when things are hard. And when you can find that in a brotherhood of a gang or any kind of community like that, that's what they're seeking. And so if we can do that by putting on a soccer jersey, I think we're doing the right thing. That's so cool. And so when they do put on the soccer jersey, when they are playing, where are they playing? Where are the locations that these kids, where are you meeting them? And where does the actual soccer happen for Chattanooga Sports Ministries? So one of the biggest challenges we face is lack of transportation for the kids and even their families. And so we partner with Candy Castle Daycare, and they, they have a lot of overlap within the CFC Foundation, but are probably one of our biggest partners and supporters. Um, but they have buses, and so we have a transportation system that goes to the neighborhoods. We practice in the neighborhoods during the week, and then we'll come to Highland Park Commons to play on Saturday mornings. So we have our, I guess, 16 teams that are playing right now. And then we have eight to ten other teams that come on Saturdays and play against us. And we're hoping to keep grow that. And that part's been really cool, just the sheer numbers of changes in the neighborhoods coming. But I think one of the biggest 
things that I get excited about is we have, um, we're about 50-50 African-American and Latino families in our program. And a lot of the kids go to the same schools, but don't always interact with each other. And we all know what that's like when you come from different backgrounds. It can be intimidating to interact with people. Um, but soccer becomes a even playing field that you can become teammates. And it's been so neat to see the kids build relationships among each other and be on the same teams and see each other at school and start playing together. And I've had so many kids tell me, oh, I saw Ajak at school the other day and he played against me. And now they're making those connections. I feel like they're building friendships outside of just what even the soccer ball can teach them. You know, I, I know uh, you guys have an awesome, awesome team of coaches and people behind the scenes doing awesome work on a daily basis. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you guys find your coaches, coaching opportunities maybe in the future as well and how people could get involved that way? Absolutely. So our coaches are normally college aged or right out of college. We have several teachers who work with us as well when their summers are free, but we also now have programming going on after school as well but we're always looking for coaches who have a heart for the kids who have a heart for soccer who have a heart to see change and impact in the Chattanooga community you don't necessarily have to be a great great soccer player because soccer is just a tool to a deeper relationship and I think we all see that within the CFC foundation as and the team itself is soccer is a great way to bring people together and to do that through the soccer ball whether it's coaching or staff or bringing the kids to the games they love coming to the CFC games and they don't always get the opportunity to do that when they do and and see the bigger picture of what we're doing it's really cool and just eye-opening and so if you know someone or we know someone who is interested in being a coach or getting involved where can they go to find more information about becoming a coach yeah, so if you go to the Chattanooga FC website, there's a link on there on the left-hand side that says Foundation, CFC Foundation. If you click on there, it'll take you to each of the programs that we work with. And Chattanooga Sports Ministries is specifically listed on there. If you go to our website, there's a link that you can just fill out, I want to get involved. And we would then contact you and tell you more information about our programming and how it works and how you could be involved. And what are some events besides just the day-to-day coaching, the normal routine parts of CSM, what special events does CSM have coming up maybe this summer or maybe in the fall? This summer, the end of the summer, July 29th, we have our end of season party. So we invite all the families and we invite you know the neighborhood to come out and see kind of what we've been doing over the summer. We'll have food and hot dogs and it's a great place to kind of see what we do and how we do it. Also in the, the fall, we'll have you know different opportunities to play and get involved. But at the end of the fall season, we have a tournament called the Neighborhood Cup Tournament where we bring together teams from all over the city in hopes to um, unite neighborhoods together. And that's just such a fun tournament. This will be our sixth year doing that Um, and so we would love to have other teams besides our CSM teams join us and if you're interested in putting in a team for that it'll be a great tournament I'll be at Highland Park Commons lots of fun I think it's November um, 17th and 18th so that's a big event and also on Thanksgiving Day there's going to be a 5k and a half marathon the money from that race goes to CSM and that is called the Hungry Turkey Trot and so we'd love to have people involved in that too that's a great way to support us as we mentioned earlier, Hannah played at Bryan College. Hannah, what position did you play? 
outside midfielder. So you were running everywhere. Did you enjoy playing outside mid? I did. I absolutely loved it. I'm a runner at heart. I think I learned that after soccer. You know, when you're in practice, you're like, why am I running all over the place? And then you're done with sports. And you're like, what do I do with all this energy and time <laughs> that I have? So now I've taken on running and absolutely love it. I played a little bit of center back too. Not a big fan of defense. Love outside mid, love running and scoring some goals. What's been some of your CFC highlights this summer? And it could be when, you know, CSM kids came to a yeah. game. But oh. tell, tell us about some of your highlights. Man, I loved bringing kids to the game. My my family itself, we have a couple of kids from our program that are staying with us. And probably one of my biggest highlights, and probably the Chattahooligans don't even realize this, but when we bring kids, they just think it's the coolest thing. There's a group of people beating on drums, cheering. So we have, you know, two young boys that are staying with us. And the next thing we know, they're in the middle of the Chattahooligans beating on the drums and doing the cheers. They're still doing the songs and the cheers. And they've only been to a couple of games, but they've learned all of them. So we're constantly hearing the cheers at our house right now. And so that's just such a fun environment. Even this weekend, we were on vacation and one of the boys was doing all the cheers and we're like how do you know these but just the camaraderie that comes from that and the kids feel like they're bought into it and they love it so fun to just come to the games and see that i also have a 10 month old he's already gotten his fair share of soccer games and coming to those we're able to sit in a little bit of air conditioning this season with him but he absolutely loved watching it and seeing the goals scored and so it's just really fun to be a part of well, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us on CSE Radio. Thank you for all of the awesome work that you do with CSM and, and the foundation as a whole. And, you know, big thanks to all of your, your team, uh, uh, the coaches there as well. And I know Caitlin uh, Newsom wasn't able to join us this yes. morning, but, you know, she also back there in the office does a awesome, awesome work. So be sure to follow Chattanooga Sports Ministries on Facebook. You can also check out their website at chatter, uh, chatsportsministries.org. They're also on the chattanoogafc.com website. Just go to the CFC Foundation tab. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to be talking to Jonathan and Jose from Highland Park Commons. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1. The Zone. Welcome back. We hope you're having a fabulous Saturday in America's scenic soccer city. This week's show is a Chattanooga Football Club Foundation special, and we just heard about the fantastic Chattanooga Sports Ministries, and now we're joined by the team from Highland Park Commons. Later, we'll be hearing more on the program Operation Get Active. You can find out more about the Chattanooga Football Club Foundation, and if you wish to donate to these awesome programs, then you can on chattanoogafc.com and click on the tab that says CFC Foundation. So now we're joined by Jonathan Dryling, Director of HPC, and Jose Ramirez, Operations Manager. Highland Park Commons, for those of you that do not know about it, it is free futsal soccer fields and soon to be six where you regularly see people of all ages playing the beautiful game. In addition to the fields, HPC 
has a community garden, a pavilion, a concession stand, and plenty of green space for large events. HBC is currently constructing more fields, and we're going to be hearing about that in just a moment. And this is testimony to the team and everyone involved in Highland Park Commons because the current fields have become such a huge success that we're needing more fields and that the demand has grown. So we're excited to be joined by Jonathan and Jose. Guys, welcome to CFC Radio. Thanks, Peter. Good to be here. Thank you so much, Peter. Well, firstly, Jonathan and Jose, tell us a little bit about yourselves, your backgrounds, how you got involved with HPC. Absolutely. So I started at the Highland Park Commons almost two years ago, and a little bit of background for me was I grew up overseas. I was the child of a missionary family in South America in Paraguay. So we grew up um, basically just living uh, amongst a, a Paraguayan culture, playing a lot of soccer, and building detailed um, and, and just really good, deep relationships with individuals in our community. And a lot of that th- was through through sports and other activities. We we got an opportunity to really dig deep into people's lives, and, and that happened through these shared experiences. And so that led me to come back to the States, finished up college, and ended up here in Chattanooga and worked worked in a medical field for a little while and felt that I, I really wanted to begin to get a little more plugged into our to our community here and the diversity that Chattanooga has and so ultimately found my way to the Highland Park Commons and am working alongside of the foundation team now and just absolutely am stoked about the opportunities that we've had here and am blessed to have such an awesome team surrounding us. That's awesome Jonathan and Jose tell us a little bit how you got involved with HBC and also tell us some about yourself let listeners know who you are. Yeah definitely um so I started attending UTC around 2011 and it was an awesome experience but I actually came from Knoxville so around that area we had grown to love my family and I my siblings had grown to love soccer so much and just invested in and um, so much of, of the futsal so much of the community playing so much of the idea of just um, pickup and getting to Chattanooga being new to, to, to the area I, I wanted to find that same um, niche I wanted to find that same community and wanted to feel a part of Chattanooga through soccer. So I um, arrived to the fields, um, I guess, with a couple of friends had mentioned um, um, it was near campus, um, sort of. So um, I arrived and immediately fell in love, immediately fell in love with um, just the area, the fields, and just how nice they were, how um, willing um, everyone was to play with each other and how uh, diverse it was. Um, It was just, a beautiful picture of greater Chattanooga and its diversity and its willingness to to play and cooperate together. So um, yeah, I started attending around 2011, 2012 and just continued on coming um, back and back just day after day playing and just sort of building a family, building a community there. Um, it was turned into a place to escape from just stress of school, just escape from work. Um, and it turned into just a, a second home for me. Um, I uh, eventually just, you know, sought out ways to get involved and, and ways to connect. Um, and I was there so much, you know, I guess they eventually just offered me a job. But um, it was an awesome experience to just uh, realize I could be involved in, and be a part of um, what the Commons was doing. And that is just connecting um, the diversity, connecting the community to one another um, and it's been great it's been a great journey to you know um, be on the other side now uh, um, and just um, be invested in the lives of those that are coming to play and be invested in, in those that are participating at the fields um, you know digging deep not only 
with the initial steps of soccer, but um, even bigger relationships that carry out um, beyond the field. Yeah, and I think you guys do a really nice job at creating such a, a great sort of community and environment there at the fields. I regularly go and, and play soccer there, and every time I go, I'm always really impressed with how welcome it is and, uh, you know, how sort of much community there is there. So the fields have been a huge, huge success. The demand for them is growing so much so that you guys are, are building more, which is really cool. So could you give listeners an update on that and when we can be uh, expecting to, to play on the new fields at HPC? Absolutely. So we have officially broken ground. Uh, I guess it was about four months ago we had our official groundbreaking ceremony, but it wasn't a couple months. It was a couple months after that that we begun to actually break up the ground on the facilities. And starting June 1, we actually began to do the, the groundwork and the leveling. And so we now have level ground. If you drive by, the, the address is right at 2000 Kirby Avenue, right across the street from the existing fields. We now have footers that have been poured and the fence posts are going up. Up. And so it is, it is a beautiful thing to finally see this dream that we've, we've had over the last several years um, of creating more space and expanding on the vision for the commons. Now to begin to come into fruition, we, we are beginning to develop new plans and seeing you know, what, what's available to us now with this extra space. Over the last six months, we've, we've pushed the boundaries of what we can actually do on our existing fields. And so it's such a blessing to have a new space, new opportunities. It'll enable us to engage more people. So we're excited to see what, what's next for us there. That's awesome that it's growing the way it is. Be honest, is it because William Farns got out there and played and they just wanted more? Because we used to play out there. Absolutely. And we heard people saying, you guys should have, we want more of this. But no, it, it's because the demand is so high for people that want to get out there and play, right? And there's, it's like a good restaurant. There's a long waiting line. And so now you guys are just expanding your offerings. Well said. Yeah. Super absolutely. cool. Um, and so you, you touched on it a little bit, Jose, and I've talking with you guys outside of the radio uh, we know how many different nationalities are represented. And actually, I think you guys quantified it at one point, didn't you? Yeah, we have 27 different countries that are represented there, typically on a, on a biweekly basis. And that's incredible. And you talk about the diversity and growing Chattanooga and making it more inclusive. That's it right there. What are some challenges that you guys have with all these different nationalities? Maybe there's language barriers. Maybe there's you know different like, ways of playing pickup. I mean, what are some challenges with... Um, having so many different nationalities, being such a melting pot. Yes, uh, Reed. So, uh, yeah, as you can imagine. Who's Reed? Hold on. Who's Reed, Jose? Oh, sorry. <laughs> we, we do go by uh, William Farns when we're yeah, in uh, ESPN 105.1, the, the Zone Studios. But, but um, yes, uh, you know, as you can imagine, with so much diversity um, and just uh, so many different backgrounds, uh, I think that, you know, language barrier is definitely um, a key factor. But, you know, just... Uh, very simple responses of, of just how the game is played even so, you know, differences on um, how the beautiful game is played, uh, how um, strategically on the field you're playing with someone, you know, from like Sudan and or someone from Pakistan or someone even from the U.S. here, specifically Chattanooga, just so many different styles of play can create some sort of just differences and um you know, outlooks, but also thinking of, you know, even socioeconomic status, um, you know, the diversity there and uh, just, yeah. So on many levels, there's much diversity 
uh, it also is a big beauty and 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 awesome view of just um, the greater game of soccer, how it's represented in just amongst many cultures and how people have grown, you know, over the past years of uh, even since when the field is built together, that those that are still playing from different nationalities. Um, and, and it's just beautiful to watch. So, yeah, I think um, we do have a lot of nationalities represented at HPC and they do have a sort of their difficult times and um, just watching, you know, sort of just uh, those tensions sometimes. But also the flourishing beauty of uh, how it all connects into this beautiful game of soccer, which is a larger expansion of, of what we want to see in Chattanooga, more inclusiveness um, with its diversity and um, just more connectedness of, of everyone despite of where they come from and how you live, um, just playing and connecting together. So I think that that's a great point. I'd like to tag on to that. I think the reality of the world that we live in right now is we can't just push people out. We can't say no to a different culture. We, we live in a world and we live in a country where, where we're surrounded by diversity. We're surrounded by people that may think differently about the exact same topic. And I think the commons is is a micro scale of what we need to be looking at for our communities across the United States and across the world. Is We need to actually draw people together and work things out instead of excluding people that we don't agree with and pushing people aside just because they may or may not see a life the exact same way we do. We don't have that option. And so the commons allows on a very small scale these issues to begin to get worked out, whether it's language barriers or different ways of seeing the world. The commons to us, our vision is we want to begin to work those things out at the at the commons over the game of soccer and that this example may be able to be replicated in our day-to-day world. So guys, just quickly before we uh, go to the break, can you tell listeners, how can they get involved in HPC? I know you guys are running some really awesome leagues now. There's a great sort of way that you can uh, sign up for your, your guys' website for those. We've got a minute left before the break. Let us know. Where can we get involved? Absolutely. So we've got a couple of leagues coming up. We're, we're going to be starting a new 8v8 league on Saturday evenings starting at 6 p.m. So all the links to this are going to be on our website. So you can go to highlandparkcommons.com and you can go to the soccer link and all of our leagues leagues are underneath of there. We also have our existing futsal league, which is, we have an over 30, which is our veterans league. And that's currently going on. We got about four more weeks left. We'll be starting back on that as well as a women's league that'll be starting in about four weeks. So our dates for those are going to be August 6th is when we want to start up our new leagues. So pay attention to that. We have a Facebook group. We also have the, um, uh, an Instagram account you can follow. We'll be updating. So, so that's the best way to get involved. And honestly, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, the best way to do it would be to just come out to the fields. You know, that is the best way to get involved. That's the best way to be a part of what we're doing is come out, play some soccer, and get an opportunity to blend with people that you may or may not have an opportunity to otherwise. All right. Well, you heard it. That's Jonathan and Jose from Highland Park Commons. We're so grateful for you guys coming into the show. Thank you so much. So coming up next, we have the last, the very final one, El Conductor Count of the season. Choo-choo. And Julian Ramirez, brother of Jose, he's with Operation Get Active. He's going to be joining us on the show. And we got last week's quiz winner and more. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to CFC Radio on ESPN 1051 The Zone. Welcome back to the final segment of CFC Radio. We hope you're enjoying the show. Please spread the word. Tweet us questions and your comments to hashtag CFC Radio on our Twitter account, Chattanooga FC. You can also catch this show as a podcast at ESPNChattanooga.com. And now it's a downloadable podcast at iTunes. Oh, yes. Hashtag goals. Hashtag Paul Skulls. 
So, the quiz question for last week was which CFC player in this 2017 season scored in a match with their first touch of the match? And it was Sindre Wheelow. And the winner who let us know using hashtag CFC Radio was Zach Oliver. Congratulations, Zach. We saw you recently at the Derby match. It's great to see you. Thanks for tuning in as much as you do. We look forward to getting you your prize pack. We now move on to our El Conductor count. One more higher than it was last week. Unfortunately, it's not going to get any higher for the rest of 2017, but... The grand total is 147. That's how many matches El Conductor has attended for CFC. He has not missed a single CFC match since CFC's inception in 2009. 147 matches in a row. So congratulations to you, Conductor. We look forward to bumping that number up as soon as the next season starts in 2018. So now I'm going to turn it over to the Wooly Meister. He is the Wooly Man, Goo Goo Gachu. He's going to talk about something near and dear to him, Operation Get Active. So Operation Get Active, which is the program we're going to finally talk about in today's CFC Foundation special show. It's the program that actually I'm the director of. And Operation Get Active is a health initiative that aims to inspire children to be more physically active through the game of soccer. We do this three times a year, spring, summer, and fall. And this upcoming fall, OGA will be running its program, as an, and it's an after-school program at 15 elementary schools and 10 recreation centers across Chattanooga. It's a 10-week-long program in which our team of coaches go twice a week to each school and to the centers and at the end of the fall we bring all of these kids together representing their schools and rec centers for a big tournament at Finley Stadium which is a lot of fun that's going to be on November the 20th so stay tuned for that OGA is for grades 4 and 5 it's for girls and boys it's about teaching them teamwork leadership and the fundamentals of soccer and since our launch of the program back in the spring of 2016 we've had over 1500 children participate in the program and our future aims and aspirations is that we would like to see Operation Get Active to be offered in every single elementary school in Hamilton County. So, pleasure for me to introduce my colleague Julian and he's going to tell you a little bit about what he does with Operation Get Active and his journey there. So yeah, Julian, aka Giuliano Grande. Correct, Amondo. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on CFC Radio. And as Willie said, you are very involved with Operation Get Active. First of all, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Farns and Willie. Tell our listeners how you got involved with Operation Get Active. I got involved with Operation Get Active through Highland Park Commons, actually. I was playing pickup there, and I know Jonathan and Jose. Um, you know Jose? Uh, somehow. Okay. We've met. He's actually my brother, unfortunately. <laughs> but yes, uh, we were playing soccer, and um, Jonathan told me about a position as an assistant coach for Operation Get Active, and uh, I just kind of thought it was interesting. I wanted to learn more about it. I met up with Peter. He interviewed me, and uh, somehow I got the position. But it was great. It was a great experience being an assistant coach for that fall of 2016. Um, I've never done anything like it. Um, the only thing really close to it is the YMCA. I used to work for the YMCA, and I've worked a lot with their mobile fit program um, as far as their day camps and soccer programs and sports programs that they have there. And I loved it. It was a great experience going to these uh, 
schools and going to these rec centers and being there with the kids um i was just an assistant coach didn't have as much responsibility but however it was it was a great time talking with both of you and working with you in the office i not only hear you guys talk about the growth of oj of operation get active but i see it there are coaches more and more coaches coming into the office you guys are going to more and more site visits end of season tournament is getting huge so I'll ask you first, Willie, what are some of your ideas about what the quick growth of OGA? So, yeah, I think, um, you know, firstly, we had it's the vision of, you know, the, the Chattanooga Football Club to, to sort of set up the foundation and to do a bigger community push. Firstly, you know, when I first moved to Chattanooga, I definitely saw within our elementary schools a big need for more focus on sport and participation and opportunities for kids to get involved, you know, and, and soccer. It's, it's naturally, that's my, my game that I love and very close to me and was just, a, was just such a good fit. We then quickly got support from the Volkswagen Workers Foundation, who really enabled us to uh, to really kickstart this program uh, back in the spring of last year. And that's led us to also have other foundations like the Community Foundation of Greater Chattanooga, Benwood Foundation, and also the City of Chattanooga to also support this program. And that also then started to enable us to, to work with more schools and offer the program on a wider scope um, and to work with more recreation centers. And we've also had a awesome, awesome group of coaches from the very, very beginning. Um, we've, we've still got coaches now that were with us back in the, the spring of last year who are out there daily delivering, you know, fantastic inclusive fun soccer sessions we've seen great retention of kids in the program because they they're really enjoying it they're getting a lot out of it I and mean, that's been another key aspect to to our success and you know our partnerships going forward as well we're working a lot lot closer now with the hamilton county department of education you know with the city of chattanooga we also work with the ymca of chattanooga they provide after school meals for all of the kids in our elementary school program which is phenomenal so we we've uh, we've just been evolving we've been working with more and more people and that's enabling us to to work and offer this program to more and more kids across chattanooga and it's so awesome to hear about the growth of oga because it has such a positive effect on the community and the kids that it serves and now i was gonna ask you julian so as it grows as willie has talked about what role do you play in that growth and what do you do to make sure that growth is controlled as the OJ continues to expand, that it's expanding in the right direction? We have been getting bigger. Um, the program has gotten, it's grown so fast, um, very quick. So my role would be the coaching coordinator for Operation Get Active. And things that factor into that are um, recruiting coaches, training coaches, implementing proper session curriculums, and just kind of putting them in the right sites um, with the other right coaches. So we have senior coaches, we have assistant coaches, and just finding the part of right partnerships between the coaches and then between the sites. So what I do is I go to sites, I supervise, I make sure the coaches are on time, they're going through the sessions, they're um, being great role models to the kids, and just kind of overseeing um, the site and make sure we are giving them a quality program um, and make sure that we are maintaining it. We have so many sites, so therefore we need more coaches and Keeping up with coaches can sometimes be um, very overwhelming. We have a lot, but it's great. They're they're awesome, especially through the trainings that we've gone through. Um, the in-house trainings and other trainings that we get through other uh, organizations have been very helpful to these coaches. A lot of coaches have soccer backgrounds, and there are some that don't, but they quickly adapt to it, and they quickly learn, pick up what they need to be able to provide a great quality program at these schools and rec centers. 
And I know you guys spend a lot of time picking really good coaches because not only do you have good coaches that are in charge of all these kids, but also when you guys bring them in for interviews, I hear you in the CFC, CFC office interviewing them. You're asking great questions and making sure you get really high-quality coaches. And you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? Um, so we have a couple more minutes before we, before we wrap up this final segment of the show. OJ is lots of fun, too. Not only is it having this huge positive impact, it's lots of fun. What are some of your favorite moments from OGA this year and maybe previous sessions? One of my favorite moments was actually today. Um, I just got back from the Signal Centers. For those that are listening, if you don't know what Signal Centers is, it's a center for kids with disabilities, physical and mental. So we partnered with them this summer, and it's a great experience. Today we were just having our session, and it's great that we've been doing it throughout the summer. And every time a kid scores a goal, it's like they've scored their first goal ever. Just every goal. And it's just the joy it brings, the, the happiness, their celebrations, their cheers, everyone just cheers. Um, the staff is very involved and it's a great experience for all of our coaches. For me as well, um, I've, I haven't had too much experience with this, but it's just the joy it brings the kids and how much fun it is, the laughter. It's just so simple as scoring a little goal to like a pud goal and it just, it makes their dreams come true and it's great. It's great, great to hear that, Julian, and you've been doing a brilliant job there at, at Signal Centers and, and for everything that you're doing with Operation Get Active and and just very quickly, one of my sort of favorite moments, and you know, I'm extremely proud of, uh, of the program and, and of all of the coaches and everyone that's involved. And some of the great things are seeing when kids come to sessions and they're, and they're sharing their report cards um, and their progress cards from school with their coaches. Those sort of moments are just uh, are brilliant. Um, and it just really shows the, the great relationship that our coaches have with kids and that these kids feel like they have a coach as well, which is, which is really important. So Julian, Thanks for joining us on the show. You can find out about Operation Get Active on our website, operationgetactive.org. We're also on Facebook. Go and check us out, like our page there. If you want to get involved, email uh, myself, Peter, at chattanoogafc.com. And folks, that's all we've got time for for this week's show. Thanks for joining us. And a big thanks again to our guests, Hannah, Jonathan, Jose, and Julian. Thanks to, as always, to our awesome producers, Wells and Justin, and, of course, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to CFC Radio on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. I'm signing off. It's Willie. And this is Farns. And don't forget to keep on kicking in the free world. If you just credits, Chattanooga Football Club Radio is property of the Chattanooga Football Club. Visit ChattanoogaFC.com for news and updates, schedules, tickets and season passes, youth camps, and official Chattanooga Football Club gear. Chattanooga Football Club Radio, a Brewer Media Group presentation on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Broadcasting from the Home Rate Mortgage Studios, downtown Chattanooga, WALDFM, Lakeside Chattanooga, ESPN 105.1 The Zone, a Brewer Media Group station.